This is episode 23 of Bella in Your Business. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta from Jump Consulting, and today I am joined again by an incredible business owner, Christy, with My Philly Pet Care out in Philadelphia, is here with me today. Christy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic, and I am so thankful that you agreed to join me for your second podcast. Christy, I think you're one of, uh, let's see, I've had Kate on twice, but you are the only actual pet sitting company that I've had on more than once because your story (laughs) is so compelling. And our last podcast, when we talked about your business and how you started and then got pulled back like an arrow to, you know, catapult forward and change that momentum that was going on and create this incredible lifestyle that you have made for you, your husband and your family. Something came up that we really wanted to dive more into. And anyone listening out there who's considering or has a boarding aspect to their pet care business, this could be a groomer who's decided to start boarding their client's pets or a dog trainer, or a pet sitter, or it could be really anyone in the pet business. It's a sticky subject, isn't it? It's very hard. And oftentimes, we see people online that are talking about it and saying, oh, you board pets in your house, oh, I think you're going to start doing that. And they think it's okay, because they have insurance, because honestly, anyone will insure you for anything. They think that it's just an easy kind of thing, but then that one day comes where your neighbor reports you. And I'm going to turn it over to you, Christy, and I'd love for you to share your boarding story and how you literally had to shut down the boarding aspect of your company for a while, gather a strong team around you, and the part about the story that I love the most is that you reopened it. So tell our listeners what happened. (laughs) That's exactly the ins and outs. So we have a neighbor who lives on the corner on the way to a park. We live in an urban area, so we have to walk past our house to get to the park where we walk our dogs, where we board our dogs. And at the time, doggy daycare was a huge part of our business. So we would pick up 10 dogs a day and have them come over and romp around our house. Some would sleep here, some would in. You know, we would do this Monday through Friday. But like you said, one day we got a knock on the door and it was license and inspection from our city. And they informed us, they they informed us. And of course, I go to the door in my personal pet care by Christie shirt, you know, and they say, you know, you're you're running a business out of your house and you're not allowed to do that. You know, and I tell them I'm insured and I'm bonded. And, you know, I have my (laughs) license from the city saying that I can run my business for my taxes. And they informed me, yeah, you need all that, but you also need zoning to run a business out of your home. So, yep, exactly. So from there, we got legal letters from the city and the state saying that they would board our house up if we continued to run our business. Oh, my gosh. Like boarding, like I'm picturing like Louisiana floods and they're boarding up the house. Like that kind of boarding? 
That's what I'm picturing. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. My God. That's what they're talking about. They are, you know, they're talking, and, and we're talking my neighbor. This is my neighbor who's watching, you know, everything I do. So I can't. I Ooh, can't that's uncomfortable. To run my business, exactly. It's very. Were the dogs so, barking? Were they like. Uh, no. Like okay, so. Oh, all right, I'm going to give you a backstory on this lady because this could happen to anybody. And this is this sure. is something that, you know, this is just what happens. If you listen to our earlier podcast, when we decided to buy our home, we did it because my husband was quitting his job to come on board full time with this company. And part well, of our business plan and our financial plan was to do this doggy daycare out of our new big house that we had purchased. Mm-hmm. And we moved into our home, and the day we moved into our home, you know, we were walking our dogs, and they do not potty on anybody's property. We are very respectful of their barking. You're not allowed to come over to our home if you're loud or you can't hold in your pee until we get to the park kind of thing. We're very protective <laughs> we, you know, allow to come to our home and walk in our neighborhood. So, Wait a minute. How do you get the dogs not to pee until they get to the park? That's incredible. It's, it's really a pack mentality, and it's training. It really is. It's, 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 it's pack trained, and the dogs that come over are just dogs, and they know, and they teach the new dogs. Okay, like, hey, we don't potty. These are well-behaved dogs. This is like doggy boot camp. <laughs> it is. It really is. All right, is. we got the picture. So, no, they're very good. So, one day, she came knocking on our door. We had been lived here for about a week, and she knocked on our door, and she said, I know that you guys aren't letting your dog pee and poop on my property, but somebody in the neighborhood does. So I want to let you know that I put chicken bones out for the dogs oh. to choke on. Oh, oh my God. Their dogs by the house. This is my introduction. No. Yes. And oh, I my said, God. I said, that is completely crazy. Against the law, you can't choke dogs when you're thinking. <laughs> Then I'd be worried about what she's tossing over your fence, too. Absolutely. We don't have a fence, so even scarier, right? I know. We live in row homes. We're right on top of each other. Okay, yeah. We are in a city, 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 urban environment. Right, right, right. It really escalates. And I have a son. I have a three-year-old. So every time I have to walk by her house, she comes out and screams at us. I mean, cops have been called so many times. A really big escalation was she was hosing, you know, her yard down, which she regularly does with a hose. And my husband had walked by with the dogs, and she actually hosed my husband with the no hose. Way. Yes. I mean, oh it's, it's gotten to a point where it's physical, like, you know, in that aspect, where she follows us and she yells at us. So, oh, my gosh. So through the years, because of her having shut my business down, we, of course, had to hire an attorney, and we had to get support of Wait, 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 wait. Back, back up. Hold on a second. So she was making all these complaints, hosing down your husband, throwing up chicken yes. bones. Like, can yes. we picture this for a minute? And right, exactly. She was the one that got the city zoning to come knock, knock, knock. We're going to so, board up your house. Right. Exactly. So all this time she's kind of torturing us. Right. Exactly. She, so she's yeah. like building up to it. She's like calling the cops and she's yelling at us and she doesn't want us to walk by her house. And she wants us to take the back alley. And then one day the city comes knocking on our door and it's like, yeah. inspect it, and they shut it down. They tell me we can't do it anymore. So from there, wow. I had a choice. I could shut my business down and give in to the crazy lady. Tell me about that conversation with you and your husband. Cause I'm sure there are many bottles of wine involved. And you're sitting there just out of your mind, like, 
Do we fight her? Do we just let it go? Tell us more about that internal struggle. And ultimately, what made you decide to get up and fight it? You know? Yeah, I think ultimately always we had it like a fire in our bellies. Like she won't win. There's no way we can be bullied by her. Uh And, you know, why should we let her win? So I kind of think that was always our motivation. And there were times, you know, Bella, where our financial situation struggled so hard. We still continued to do our dog walking, but our whole portion of our business, 45% of it, 50% of it shut down. So it was was a a really hard struggle. So those were the hard conversations. It was the financial struggle. But again, you know what we did? We dug down deep to when we first started the business. We canceled cable and, you know, we stopped (laughs) eating out and we did what we had to do, you know, to struggle through it. So my husband was actually amazing. If you listen to the last podcast, he's a pretty amazing guy. And he 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 wound up getting our councilwoman support somehow. And she <laughs> wound up getting us a pro bono attorney, which was oh my God. so wound wow. up fighting the whole thing for free, which was just, I mean, wow. we would have been able to probably fight it if it didn't turn out the way that it did. And wow. in the end, my neighbors showed up for me to represent me and say that I was a good neighbor and say that my dogs were quiet and say that my dogs didn't pee on anyone's property and say that we weren't a nuisance to the neighborhood. I actually had to get all of my neighbors besides <laughs> I had to have like a I had to have a percentage, like a ninety percentage of wow. on a petition. What did you do? Did you, like, have a meeting at your house? Did you knock on their doors? Did we you went door to door. <laughs> we went door to door. We went door to door. In Philly, there are these people called block captains. They kind of moderate the block. They live on our street. Oh, my God. And okay. our block captain was kind enough to help us out, and he kind of went door to door with us and asked people, you know, to sign wow. it. And, you know, people were very supportive. Some even came to court, you know, to represent us. So initially, we had to go to zoning, right? And the zoning board is made up of like five people. And they hear your story, and they look at your petition, and they listen to the neighbors testify, but then they decide. So initially, they decided we could not have it, and they denied it. Then we had to go to actual court, an actual in front of a judge with an actual Uh court. And the judge wound up giving it to us in the end because she never showed up. She never even No. Did. Yes. It's been five years since we've had the zoning now. And every now and then, she still starts trouble. So just recently, I was walking by her house. Oh, and no. she, you know, started again threatening, you know, to call Child Protective Services because I have my kids in the house with dogs. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, so we're, we're in it again. So we're starting to escalate again and get an attorney involved again because, again, you know, she's just making false Oh, Christy. And just recently, right. after, after she had yelled at me about that, my husband and her kind of got into it, again, for walking the dogs by her house. And when the cops came to the house knocking on my door because she called the police, she said that my husband keyed her car and that she tied her up in the dog leash. <laughs> <laughs> Is this lady yeah. like on crack or something? She's totally oh crazy. I mean, it's totally crazy. And it's not just us. 
Like, there are other neighbors that she tortures, too. I mean, it's not just us, but it's... Oh, well, at least she's not singling you out. <laughs> no, but we are my, an easy target. <laughs> my mama bear tackle, like, went up when you said CPS. I can you imagine? imagine? Can you imagine? I know, that's to a point where that, like, it, now we're talking, I can't control myself. Like, I can't... Yeah, that's I, like, I'm going to take off my gloves, and you think that a exactly. is the worst thing I can tie you up with? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's, oh that's kind God, of, 50. I know, I know. So that's that's kind of where we are now. You know, that literally, I mean, when was the last Sunday? Two weeks ago, I think a week or two weeks ago. You know, I've been advised by, I've tried everything. Like, I've tried to be nice. I've tried to call, like, a mediator in the city. They've tried to contact their, you know, like, community support yeah. has tried to help. Nothing, nothing. Like, you just, she doesn't want to make it better. And you this know, an angry woman, a man of the world. But you know what? You know what I think is amazing about this is that there are so many testers that at the very first threat of I'm going to call the city, they would have stopped. And what you guys did is you guys gathered a team around you. You figured out what your Again. legal rights were. You figured Again. out the steps that you needed to take in order to challenge it. Not even fight it, but you just challenged it, you know, in a way it caught you to literally knock on your neighbor's doors and tell them who you were, what you did, and how much you care. I mean, there is a major silver lining, I think, for your business. I mean, for your maybe day-to-day mental feeling towards her and walking by her house and so that's uncomfortable. But, you know, I really commend you and Dave for pushing through this. And I have to I tell you, too, and I don't feel that way towards her. I'm so grateful for her, to her because I can say that I'm the only legally zoned boarding kennel facility in the city <laughs> that is in my house. I literally and what a great marketing. Knocking, yeah, and, like, the city comes to my house and makes sure that my house is up to par to have a kennel. Like, literally, <sighs> I'm thankful to her. Like, I know that my business is... Legit, Legit, you know, and that's, and that's priceless. So I'm grateful to her, and I think that's what kills her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, that's, such a, that's such a beautiful point. From a marketing standpoint, that's awesome. <laughs> it is. Really it's great. It's that. great. It's just cool to know that maybe other people that might have or thinking about having boarding in their home or in their staff's home, you know, in the back of your head, just like the IC employee debate, you're always in the back of your head wondering, like, is this really legal? Is this okay? Exactly. Is someone going to yep. come after me? And you mm-hmm. can go to bed at night, tuck yourself in, and know that your business not only is operating the right way, but has the blessing of your city and has right. the proper zoning. And, I mean, not a lot of businesses can say that unless they physically went out to seek a brick and mortar that was zoned for that and bought it for that purpose, you know? Right, so exactly. what kind of advice, taking your neighbor out of it, if you had to give a couple of steps, step one, two, three, on what to do for someone listening who either has their own boarding in their home or wants to have boarding in their home, what are the steps you would advise them that you've learned, you know, that what, what would you tell them to do? You really have to know the laws and you really have to take them seriously. Like you said, the ICs versus the employees or, you know, boarding in your home. Most cities and most states do not allow you to board dogs in your house. It's just uh-huh. it's not something they allow you to do. So if you're going to do it, you really have to think about, are you going to take the legal steps to make it legal? Or when you get shut down and if you get shut down, are you going to be able to just shut that down and keep surviving with your business? 
So uh-huh. those are really what you have to think about. I mean, those are your options. Either you do it pretty much illegally in most cities and states. I don't know anywhere you're allowed to just do it. It's taboo, and it's not something that sort of like to talk about, but you're really not allowed to do that. So, A lot of them actually put it on their website, though. And what about ramifications? Exactly. Are there any, like, fines or penalties or fees or things that you would have to pay, or it's just you're shut down immediately? I'm going to actually ask my husband, do you remember if there were fines? Did we get fines? Just cease and desist? Yeah, I don't know that we got... Yes, I don't know that we got fined, but there were fine threats. Like, if you didn't cease and desist immediately, it was first uh-huh. the financial threat, and then, you know, the house boarding came. Boarding, you know, yeah. That, if you won't stop your business. you know. And my that. final question for you, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, you mentioned that they knocked on your door, and you said, oh, no, we're legit. We have insurance, and mm-hmm. we have, you know, all that stuff. People are probably sitting there saying, well, I have insurance, too, and I'm bonded, and I have a federal ID number. Where do people go? I mean, so we've got the zoning board, right? Yep, that's where you have to start. You have to start at the zoning board of adjusters in your particular city and state. It's it's Mm -hmm. license and inspection. And mm-hmm. the zoning, and that they're all kind of intertwined together, and that's where you mm-hmm. start. You start with them. Mm-hmm. Yes, you need an actual in our state. I mean, I couldn't speak for every state, but in our state, it's called right. a use permit. You need a use right. permit to you know run the business in the house, and those are the things you see when you go into any business. You know, it's right. it's got the state emblem on it. You know, it's not yes. just your EIN number that you got in the mail. It is official. Right. You get it from the city. Right. You know, it's got like the shiny thing on it that has to be hung up on your wall. You know, right. and, and that's really what you need to run a business. Really, you know? and I, I would assume, I, and I don't know much about this, admittedly, but I would assume that the zoning commission is most interested in those businesses that have people or pets coming and exactly. going. That's exactly what it is. It's coming and going. You can have a business where you're doing dog walking from people's homes and you're just there and you're in one room of your house and that room's designated to there. Most have an allowance for that, but the use permit is exactly that with the zoning. If you have people coming and going or pets coming and going, you need to have a license. I mean, it makes sense. You go and you pick pick up dogs and you bring them to your house. They're still coming and going. Exactly. And that was one of my points. Oh, I'm picking them up. Nobody's coming in and out of the house, you know? And they're like, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. You're making money off of these pets coming to your home every day and not being monitored, just like a kennel would be monitored. They have to monitor, you know, what's going on. And that's what, you know, making it legitimate is. So that would be my advice. If you're comfortable with, you know, one day the city is going to come to your door and you'll have to shut that part of your business down. I mean, that's the potential of what could happen. You know, you want to make it legal and you want to do the battle and you want to do the zoning. I think it's really rare that we actually got the zoning. I think it was just a crazy turn of events. And I don't know that they would give it to... And again, it might be different because we're in a row home. You know what I mean? I'm in the middle of the city block. If you're a single standing, you know, home, the laws may be very different. A couple years ago, there was a tragedy here in Arizona. You may or may not have heard of it. It's called Green Acres. And there was over 20 dogs that were piled into, like, the separate laundry room. And, I remember um, that. And yep. went out. Yeah. And they're actually now just on trial right now. But from my research, I did it about it when I was blogging about it. There was actually no limit 
to how many dogs you could board in your home in, in Maricopa County here in Arizona. So going off of what you're saying about check with your city, your county, your town, you know, I can't stress that enough because it's just, it's so different. You know, they didn't have, they were a business, they were listed, you know, on care.com or whatever. There's so many pet sitters that have boarding listed on their website, but you know, and it's not just your home, you, the pet sitting business owner, but this is also something that's questionable for the people that are working for you. You know, if you mm-hmm. have three people working for you that are boarding pets in their home, I know some cities say, well, we don't care as long as you keep it to only two dogs or three dogs. Some other people are like, you know, or not people, but cities, everything is so, so, so different. That's why the team is so important. And if anyone's ever worked with me, you always hear me talk about getting the team around you when you don't need them. Because you don't want to be in the pit of fire scrambling to figure out who you can trust and how much they charge and, and wondering if, if what they're saying is right. You want to have all that figured out. So you guys, take Christy's story. Understand that your situation is always going to be different. But I hope that we've planted a seed in your head to really investigate and maybe make it your mission to have the city stamp of approval like Christy does. And know that you absolutely 100% are running a legitimate business and will not ever be involved in this turmoil. Because this is the kind of turmoil that, I hate this expression, but I'm going to use it, separates the men from the boys, you know. You could totally have just collapsed and said, wow, well, there goes 45, 50% of our business. We can't overcome this. We're going to, Dave, you're a chef again, you know. And you guys didn't. You guys pushed through it. You guys made it work. And for that, I give you a standing ovation. Christy, thanks so much for joining us today. If anyone wants to learn more or see more about Christy and her amazing business, you can go back a couple of episodes and hear our full interview about her whole journey. Or you can go to mysillypetcare.com and check her out there as well. Christy, any final words of inspiration? No, I just love that. Get your team together before you need it. Get your ducks in a row, get your team together when you have the downtime and know what your rights and your legal stance are in your city and state. And that's, you know, that's the best advice I can give you. Well, quack, quack. (laughs) You have a fantastic day. Christy, thank you so much for your time. Everyone who's listening, please feel free to like, comment, subscribe, leave us us, uh, your thoughts. Maybe you have a story that you want to share with us. Jump Nation here. Uh, Feel free to reach out and connect with me. This is Bella Vasta with Jump Consulting. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.